0: I do like fish. You just guys made me talk about the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> we got which you in pleasure.
1: deep.
0: Cause don't I often don't get, hole. you know, to play with material as insane as this game hench, which is not even the real name, Shy, Why don't you just give us the real name? <laughs> <laughs> you think we couldn't handle the real title? Phase term paper. Also, what kind of thesis was this? Was he doing a doctorate? What, what do you mean a thesis? Wasn't he doing his BA? That I'm pretty sure I think she <laughs> lied I finished his BA. <laughs> like when was he writing a thesis? I find the whole thing completely ridiculous.
2: And uh, here we are. Welcome to the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where I get together with my sisters once a week to talk about all sorts of fun stuff that we would have talked about growing up, either driving back from the movies with our parents or around the dinner table. Mostly, it's them making fun of me, which there will be a lot of that today because we're going to. We have a really cool guest today who shares my love of the band Fish and my sisters. Well, I'm gonna use my opening spot here to say love the band too in fact they they can't live without that band they enjoy making fun of me for my love of the band
3: it's an exaggeration and you know it that's <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm only not interrupting so you can get through your intro and i'm being
2: polite <laughs> and you know that makes it, it makes it really hard to choose right now which sister i'm going to go to first but i'll go with becky for being <laughs> less rude how are you Beck? <laughs>
3: I'm great. I just ate a tamale before we sat down. And, uh, as I was eating it, I was imagining mom getting really annoyed with the fact that I was calling it a tamale and not a tamale as she would no doubtably.
2: I would like to do correct you. I, I would <laughs> like to do an online glossary of mom's pronunciations of things, uh, Particularly well, the that, other
0: day, what was it? Becky, sir, of She let's, said Let's be clear. Buffet.
2: She used the word like, buffet. buffet. Yeah, she used it's the word buffet,
3: buff- but she loves to say buffet buffet. buffet.
2: And now buffet. my children walk around my house because we were serving an, a dinner buffet style, and the older child walks in and goes, let's go to the buffet. Allie looks at the <laughs> Your mother did Amazing. this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> L- Lily, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Did a transatlantic flight uh, less than 48 hours ago with a two-year-old so who had gastroenteritis and on the plane.
2: And you're amazing babysitter <laughs> for the child. Let's be clear. It's not like you were alone with a I'm not, serial I'm killer not being transferred from prison. Al-
0: I'm not saying that I was alone. But what I am saying was that my son had gastroenteritis on the flight. And as much as it's amazing to have a babysitter, out of the two of us, there's only one that is cleaning up the massive disaster that that was. Okay. So while I had someone to be like, here, hold my backpack for a second, you're right. <laughs> At the same time, true. it was just me in that diaper alone in that tiny airplane bathroom with a baby. So it was in, it was an adventurous trip. But most oh, important but... to
2: me is always what movies did you watch on the plane or shows?
0: Um Nothing because I mentioned the gastro, so not there wasn't time. I feel
2: like you have watch to get it. Anything. I feel like you have to get it together. You have to raise. Your it,
0: game. They, there was a lot of wrangling of baby, but I did listen to the, um, the podcast that you recommended, that the the talent chat show. Oh, now cool! I, the whole, yeah.
2: The talent crush chat um, show. That show is really fun. T-
0: yeah, talent crush chat show. And so they was, read your question great. on
2: the air. How cool! And they is They
0: did. It was great. So I was able to listen to that. And I think I watched, yeah, I watched Goldberg's. Look, there was like, it was a very, I, I didn't have emotional space for a lot of new things. I was like, I need to just go with what I know is good. I need, you know, the girl, Goldberg's make me laugh in between diaper changes. I just needed to get
3: through that play. Uh oh Shy, update on my flight I watched like six episodes of or five episodes of Chuck, so I'm oh. in deep.
2: Oh good. We're gonna get to that then. That's mm-hmm. cool. I'm excited. Uh and Shy, how are you doing?
3: How are you? How is Shy doing brother? brother?
2: Yeah. Hmm. I am really good. I've had some really cool things happen lately. But most recently, last night, Allie and I went to see this amazing comedian, Erica Rhodes, who I'd mentioned last week on the show. And over the past week, we had had this really fun social media exchange, which culminated in me drawing uh, a picture that she and the venue seemed to really like. And I brought her a print, and she was really cool about about taking the print and chatting with Allie and me after the show. But she's really, really funny, and uh, I recommend folks check out her stuff. She was really cool. That was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. But... Oh. Enough about me. Let's go on to our guest, another person that I have met through the world of the Internet, and I guess in some ways related to art, because this uh, person, Jackie Kaplan, who is an assistant assistant editor and editor in Hollywood, Real Hollywood, I got to know through the fact that she... And I share a mutual love of the band Fish, and she was probably the first person ever to say something nice about one of my animations uh, online that wasn't <laughs> somebody I already knew. And and you, that's the problem with with me and anyone in my family. If we're like animals, if you feed us, that's it. You're stuck with us.
3: <laughs> Just
2: a little bit of uh, love to that ego, and that's it. You're, we're going to be you know yours forever. And so she was gracious enough to, to Join us on the podcast to sh- this th- Today and that's Jackie So Jackie Kaplan she's worked on Some amazing shows that we love Superstore, Life in Pieces Which is a, a, a new addition To my top shows I Absolutely am in love with that show Powerless which oh gone too soon I loved that show Stand Against you Evil You did
0: you got on, uh, yeah. you were into that show mm-hmm. Like from the ground running Like you, I remember it, the when as soon as that pilot came on you were super into it and it was great it, it was hilarious and, and i remember mom, you being very sad when they canceled it
2: it was a bummer and there's and there's anyways there's lost episodes that no one's seen to me that, that <laughs> show was unfairly stabbed in the face and speaking of stabbing uh another show that i am hugely into stan against evil is another show that you've worked on and co-edited episodes so we're going to ask you about that but most importantly to bring it back a huge huge fish fan and we just (laughs) discovered in our pre-show conversation we've been to at least one of the same shows maybe more we don't know yet so jackie welcome to the family
1: hi thank you i'm excited to be here this is fun
2: cool thank you um so you're now with the three of us and we're going to pepper you with questions some will make sense some will make less sense and then you'll join us for all of the rest of the shenanigans of the program so
1: yes pepper away I am ready.
2: Okay, so first of all, you, you you've built up the suspense with me in particular. <laughs> the difference, but be- what is an assistant editor, and what is the difference between that and other editing functions in the movie and television world?
1: Yeah, so I think a lot of people are familiar with what an editor does. An editor takes the footage that they shoot on set or wherever they are, and they are going to cut that together into the film or the show that you watch every time there's a camera angle change that is a decision that the editor has made and a long time ago they used to do that on actual film with you know you had to cut the film and splice it together and I'm too young to have experienced that but it uh, everything's done digitally now and an assistant editor differs from an editor because we're basically in charge of any media coming in and out of the computers so we bring the media in once it's shot and you know, Is that we prepare the for the
2: stuff?
1: yeah, so usually there's a lab that processes everything, but we still have to bring it into the computers on our end, organize it in a certain way, um, you know, basically give the editor any support or anything they need to get their job done, and, and at the end, we have to export the sequences um, into QuickTimes for producers to view and the studio to view. And we'll do other things along the way, too, like we do um, like rough sound effects work or sometimes we'll help with scoring, like doing music passes in a show or something like that. And just, you know, general support, um, like it's all very computer based, you know, everything in and out of the computer. But whatever our editor needs, we usually work on a one to one basis in television. So I work with a particular editor on my show and. Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of the gist of it.
2: So you're like like a superhero team. Are you are you able? Are you willing to talk about who the person you work with a lot is?
1: Oh well, right now I've been working with um, an editor named Colin. He's great. Uh, this is our first show together. Before him, I worked with another editor, um, a really good friend, Stephen Lang. He's worked on a lot of wonderful shows. And so it depends, you know, it's sometimes you stick with an editor for a really long time. Sometimes you work with them for a show and then you kind of get out of sync with their schedule. Since most of us, um, basically anybody that's working in episodic television is working freelance. So we work show to show. And as you know, from watching shows, there's a season of television and it's not year round. So once the show is over, you go and you look for another job. And sometimes you travel with, uh, the same editor or assistant editor and different co-workers or sometimes you split up because you get different job opportunities or want to take different amounts of time off between jobs so uh, there's always like a rotating uh, different co-workers that you end up working sounds with. a
2: lot like a fast and the furious movie like assembling the squad like they find you like they're like oh, bringing that assistant editor and then there'll be the shot of you like working on a car somewhere or doing yeah. a bank heist. <laughs> oh. Got to call. Got to go. Uh, So you work on uh, a few shows that we love, like I mentioned. I am particularly into Stand Against Evil because I love horror comedy, and I've done a bunch of little... Animations for that show as well are four, not four because they asked yeah. me for fun. The
1: animations, the,
2: the st-animations. That's Such uh, a
1: good name. <laughs>
2: thank you. Well, the, the Fanimation was the fish one, right? So I'm just going to keep working that mm-hmm. pun until there's nothing left. And yeah, we'll and do our,
1: animations for shows when you have a good name for them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Very good. That, that's a good idea. And that show also features, uh, if, to reference the term Talent Crush from that other from the other podcast we were talking about, uh, Janet Varney, who uh, we had. The pleasure of meeting uh, last weekend. Was it last weekend we met her? Uh, Our whole family met her, who is just amazing. She plays Evie on that show.
1: Um, Yeah, she's so good. uh,
2: So tell us about working on Stand Against Evil. What's that like? And is there something different that goes into the editing when you're doing something that is that... That genre of comedy and horror, which for me, when I look at that, and I look, at, we were just rewatching. I was just rewatching one of the episodes that you co-edited, the episode through Evie's eyes, or or, 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 or for the one with the ring, with the ring. Oh, with the the old woman. Yeah, the one with the ring and the old woman. Yeah. There are clearly (laughs) there are different camera angles and scenes where you're walking this line between funny and scary and dark and funny. And I was trying to, I don't know anything about editing, but I was like, there must be editing decisions that make something like this work so well.
1: Yeah, that was a really fun show to work on because I'm actually not a horror fan. I never got into it. I think I'm mostly just really afraid of it. (laughs) But then the horror comedy aspect was interesting because I never really understood, like, how could something be scary and funny? But I found it really fun to work on because I feel like maybe I just had such a, like, Neutral palette to work on the show with, like no expectations or anything, and it was fun to be able to do things like do the sound design for a horror film, and you know, which is such a different uh, type of sound design than like a comedy where there's really not much going on in the sound effects world. So being able to like build those like soundscapes per se, and then um, music is so important in horror films, and then you have to balance it with the comedy. And um, there's a lot of visual effects because you do a lot of green screen or a lot of there's a lot of like um, puppet type things, too. So it was a very different show for me to work on, which I think is good to have. You know, you work in horror and you work in drama and comedy and you bounce around and you get different experience from different types of shows.
2: That's really cool. And it must be cool to work on a show with a cult following. That's that must be special.
1: Yeah, that is fun. It is like. I, I don't remember what show. I think it might have been when I was working on Powerless that I discovered that people go online to talk about shows that they like. And it's like, well, obviously this happens. Why wouldn't this happen? I wish that I knew earlier. So it's really fun to like sneak on and see what people are saying and maybe like comment secretly and nobody knows that you worked on the show.
2: <laughs> so we should start doing that with our cousins about this podcast, right, Lil and Becky? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, Becky, um, you're in Can I... Can, oh, uh, Lily, fire away.
0: I'm gonna, I just want to... Can I... If I could ask uh, Jackie a question that I feel yeah. like is on everybody's mind. Wait,
2: you've been told repeatedly, no more asking me to ask questions. You, we, you got, <laughs> Jackie, we got a specific complaint two weeks ago that we were too polite around each other during the guests. So, Lily, just ask. Be bold. Yeah, just Fine. ask.
0: Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you something that I feel like is on... Um, all our listeners' minds is what is John C. McGinley like?
1: <laughs> so. Oh, so I only met him once because they shoot in I think Georgia. Well, so. yes, this was another. Sorry,
0: my other question was: Do you actually are you do you actually get to see them shoot, or is this something that's a bit separate from the work you do? That was actually the question.
1: Uh, it's a great question. It depends on the show. So Stand Against Evil, we were working in Santa Monica, Los Angeles, and they were shooting, I think it was Georgia. So we were totally removed from production. And I met John once when he came over to, um, I don't remember if it was to watch something. So it was really nice to meet him. We didn't really talk much or anything, but that's very different from the current show I'm on life in pieces where they shoot in Los Angeles on the Fox studio lot and that's where okay. we work too and everybody is there so i don't i don't see them every day i don't have like a reason to go to set but sometimes i'll walk over just to watch or say hi or see what's going on and that's really nice because you you definitely feel more involved when everybody's there and you see you know all the different crew members sure
0: i I mean i would imagine that like that makes sense it would be like you know comparing it to sports i guess it would be like the difference between getting to be at the game and Mm -hmm. doing other work that like you're a bit removed from it and you know being near the players um but but in technically, does it not influence your work that you actually do? Like, Because I would imagine automatically, oh, it'd be so much easier if you could actually see them be up close and see them acting and be part of it. But it probably I guess one thing has nothing to do with the other
1: yeah it doesn't necessarily make a difference. Um, whatever they shoot on a certain day will be processed overnight by the lab, and that lab will be local to wherever they're shooting, unless you know you happen to be working on a film that they're shooting in some remote location. then there's going to be other logistics. But you know we'll get the the footage which we call dailies the day after they shoot it. and so it doesn't really matter. If they're shooting on the lot with us, or if they're shooting in another state, it's pretty seamless. I, know,
0: I will say that, like, it's pretty cool that you know that Jackie is there when they're. So, like, I mean, I know. I mean, at least for film, right? Maybe it's more like popular people realize. That what you know there's one whole part that they film and the acting is super important and the writing is super important but none of that matters unless it's put together properly and shy you know that you know that from recording music and becky obviously you know that from being in you know the industry and then even just from a writing perspective it can be good but it still needs to be edited always right mm-hmm. and so like it's a crucial part of it coming out in the timing you know what I mean like especially in that, horror comedy yeah, yeah and
1: comedy timing is so important
0: it's, you know it's that all of that like makes it really important in terms of like how it's appreciated at the final end by the audience and then that I guess true. I never thought about the fact that you wouldn't necessarily need to be there to see it being performed or recorded to then having to like get all this information on your computer and be like okay now make this super funny
1: mm-hmm. yeah. so it's pretty impressive it is always nice when they're shooting in town or shooting nearby i feel like it just facilitates relationships and if you have like a request like you need uh an actor to say a line that wasn't previously recorded it was added we call that adr so there are benefits to shooting locally things are just like a little bit more easier in my opinion but obviously tons of shows and films shoot out of town or out of country and it all comes together just fine
2: Awesome well thank you for working on these shows That we love and making the fun I'm so
1: excited that you guys like so many Of the shows I worked on it's all too common That Mm -hmm. somebody says what show are you Working on and I tell them and they're like oh Yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, hilarious not with this crowd Yeah we (laughs) we watch
2: An enormous amount of television in this family Uh, So let's talk about fish Because I I lured you here With the (laughs) idea that we talk about fish uh, band I've been into. I remember first listening to them in Jewish summer camp in bunk eight at, at the camp I went to, and the counselors put on Reba. It was the first fish song I ever. Coolest
1: heard. counselors ever.
2: Yeah, but but pretty typical for Jewish summer camp counselors of the <laughs> early nineties. That's all they did on. There. I
0: was eleven at camp when when I saw my first. I got my first cassette like tape from one of the counselors and there's a fish song on it. And I remember being like, what in God's name is this? It wasn't pa- pa- Paula at that time. I was just <laughs> like not having it. I did not
1: appreciate fish till much later.
2: <laughs> Jackie, when did you get into them?
1: Um, you know, I listened to a small amount of them in high school because one of my older brothers was a really big fan, but I didn't really get into it. I didn't know much of their catalog until much, much later I went to my first show um, August 5th, 2013, at the Hollywood Bowl. I think that kind of makes me a noob. Oh, wow. I went you You've probably been to
2: more than me, though, at this point, based on your (laughs) knowledge and— It's
1: possible. I feel like I've been making up for lost time ever since.
2: (laughs) It makes me so happy that someone can get into them in 2013 and be into them as much as you are. So you went to the— Yeah. So you went to that Hollywood Bowl in 2013— that I believe is that the one that Harris Whittles went to? Rest in peace. You, you ever listen to that podcast, Analyze Fish?
1: Yeah, that's a great. It's so it's so funny and good and relatable. I think we've all had those moments and we're trying to get a friend to listen to Fish and they're just not getting it at all.
2: And and I think that's the episode where he and Scott Ackerman and a bunch of people all went to the Hollywood Bowl together. Uh,
1: yeah, I think it is. There was another Hollywood Bowl show, I think one or two years earlier, but I'm pretty sure that this show is. On that podcast
2: That that was the summer One of my kids was born that summer And that was the summer where every night And I still tell her the story, my younger one She, every night I would go and feed her Because uh, I did help with the feeding And we'd go mm-hmm. at whatever o'clock in the morning And the show would load up On the Fish, Live Fish uh, App um, Particularly on <laughs> the West Coast shows And I would put the, the music on And I would sit there and fall asleep uh, with her on my chest, you know, feeding Aww. her and listening to that whole summer tour. And today, to this day, when I sit with her in the chair in her room and I ask her, I'm like, what did we do when you were little? And she's like, I slept on your chest and we listened to fish songs. And that was the 2013 Aww. tour. Oh, that's
3: actually such a so cute story.
2: So that, that tour, has, I have a lot of affection for it. That was, a, that was an amazing tour. Okay, so we now we're going to bring it back to movies. We're going to merge the worlds of fish and movies together. We invented a game, not invented a game. We named a game as best we could.
3: <laughs> we are the inventors of this game. We created it. it no one else ever heard of it before we, or tried to play anything similar ever in all existence of all time.
2: So we're copyrighted. We're, co- yeah. we're calling it trademark, ca-
3: copyrighted cast,
0: cast
2: away. Not cast away because I don't like that movie. It's
3: cast comma away. Or no, don- it's cast
0: dot, ellipsis
2: dot, dot. Yes, Here's
3: how I would pronounce it. Can I please pronounce it? Yes. Cast away. Okay. That's why there's a comma, not an ellipse.
2: I, I learned grammar in Canada. Maybe
3: cast away. You know.
2: And we're going to cast like up, up, and away. Maybe it's away? We're...
3: Question mark?
2: Cast away? Oh. Yeah,
3: I feel like that could be a good one too. <laughs>
2: we're we're going to we're going to cast cast a fictitious movie, and I and I suspect fish fans for generations have been playing this game, which is. I guess we can back it up, and Jackie help me describe this. But Trey Anastasio, the lead guitarist and principal writer for Fish—not the only writer for Fish—while in college wrote his college thesis as a musical piece, kind of like a rock opera, although it has a lot of jazz in it, and it is called "The Man mm-hmm. Who Stepped Into and Yesterday." And a it, lot
3: of keyboard. There's a lot of keyboard. <laughs> like maybe I a mean, bit too Not like it's a complaint. <laughs> like after song number five, I was like, I've had enough keyboard.
2: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, so he created this story, The Man Who Stepped Into Yesterday, which has been a huge part of fish lore. It, many of the great fish songs that you hear live are from that opus. But only on a few occasions have they actually performed it with the narration.
1: Mm-hmm. I and have, in its
2: entirety. And, it's, and <laughs> in its entirety. So that that is the dragon. It is a
0: real shame to hear
1: that, that,
2: is that is the dragon that all, I would say, at the core, the reason why, and no one can really explain this, I think why all Fish fans keep going every night is because that night might be the night where they play all of Gamehenge.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't can't miss a show, especially not a Sunday show, but you just never know what they're going to pull out.
2: Th- there you go. And so I had my sisters, as part of this, listen to the actual bootleg recording from
0: the mid-'80s. <laughs> I don't. Th- are you guys aware of how niche this is? Like, how but, very, yeah. very specific it is to
1: There's a lot. It of fans. The- There's
0: a, There's lot, a of- lot. I think. I think that's fair to say that there are a lot of fans. Now, I want to know the percentage of the ones that are going as deep as this
1: work of quote unquote art.
2: This. Is, this- I
1: honestly think most of them. Like, I think we're a pretty crazy bunch. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you sure. think most fish fans?
0: are fully aware of this bootleg thesis.
1: Oh yeah. I think
2: Absolutely. I think many have This is have not it.
0: just like a, a small group amongst fish fans.
2: No, no. No. This was I remember like hearing about this at summer camp in like let's say if I first heard of Fish in 1992, in 19 by 1994 I was fully versed in the full story and I hadn't even heard the whole rock opera yet.
1: Oh, wait, Shy, when was your first show again?
2: So my first show was 97 was uh, December 30th, 1997.
1: And I saw them... Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so
2: I saw them ninety-seven, ninety-eight 97, 98, twice, 99, and then didn't see them again until they got back together after they broke up. So, Lily, you I asked you to to try to review the plot of this. Can you please just recap for us what you discerned as the plot I... of this story?
0: The plot is that... Somebody that you guys like wrote a term paper no, the plot many of the, years ago. Of the story. No, this is the plot. Somebody that is a famous musician who's very respectable, who has a very famous group among a certain people of a certain age, I've discovered, <laughs> wrote a term paper a long time ago, and then you guys, some like I it was, it's like a secretly released. Clearly, he's never released it as like a thing. It, this is not a thing, is what I've decided. <laughs> Because if it was a thing, there'd be, like, an actual way to listen to it. Whatever you sent me, some of those recorded in our basement. Well, I think part of the folklore. Yeah. I guess it is now, and now it's too late because now he can't do anything about it. But, like, I feel like back then, if this was something that was supposed to be a
3: thing, it would have perhaps, I don't know, taken more of a professional life. Okay, here's what it's about. Here's what it's about.
2: Thank you, Becky. There's
3: a bunch of blizzards living in the forest.
2: Also, the bad guy I need guy to shows take up.
3: with that. And you could not come up with a better name than lizards for these <laughs> group of people.
2: They weren't. They that's are lizards. Shit. Are they actual lizards? This has always been we a question for
3: We don't know. It, that's, no, I, I think, think they are people that are called the lizards. I don't think they're actual lizards. Because then, anyway, so there's a bunch of people called the lizards.
1: Living or in the they are lizards. Or slash they are lizards. lizards. That's always what so I think. in the forest.
3: And then a guy comes in pretending to be like some nice, humble guy, like, oh, like, maybe I'm just like a wandering lost soul. Will you take me in and take care of me? And then he infiltrates and he overthrows their power and it becomes an evil ruler. And then the lizards have to rise up against him. And that's about as okay. far as I got. I thought that
0: he, like, steals their instruction manual <laughs>
3: <You> know, <he laughs> he
0: somebody else's manual. house. He <laughs> steals, steals for himself. Nobody <laughs> else knows how to read the instructions anymore. Because I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And then he becomes powerful to them. Then we cut to a guy who's shaving in the bathroom, notices a door in his house that was never there before. He gets narnia back to where these lizards <laughs> I were. God, not I, kind
3: of people. I, that. I didn't really yes, listen Becky. to the whole thing.
2: Okay. You, you, you no, have... it's like
0: in the first five minutes of listening to this thing comes out, <laughs> the story, but it's so hard to hear. Like it's like and this is not a proper vehicle to understand a story of anything of any sort. These people he
3: are he to the lizard people and then he overthrows the bad guy.
0: Then his whole thing is that he's supposed to try and help the lizards or lizard people to get the <laughs> instruction manual back so that they can <laughs> control their own people and kick out Wilson the bad guy who it's interesting that you say that he seemed like super nice but I feel like he I I get the impression that you're trying to say that he was like tricking them. I feel like he showed up and was like you guys are can't live without this book and he just takes it. I'm not really sure his motivation. The point okay. is that can we, um, so the, so I can't can cast it. it? Wait, I think
2: you guys I'm have really done a great excited. job setting up the story. Now yeah. we're going to cast, cast away. I have some good ideas. <laughs> Becky, all right, all right. I was going to put Jackie on the yeah, spot, told, but go yeah, for yeah, it, I'm Beck. Excited. This is great. Okay,
3: so I think Wilson obviously has to be played by Daniel Day Lewis.
2: Oh, Ooh, wow. Not I, even I, a question. Like oh, so I had Ian McShane.
3: No, 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 it's Daniel Day-Lewis. Then, I don't really know who the other characters are, but I'm imagining, like, a ragtag group of lizards. And I've only been able to cast two of them so far, but 100% have to be played by Steve Buscemi teamed (laughs) up with Issa Rae. <laughs> I feel like they are the lizard people. Yeah, that's a broad I, selection. You no, know, but I think that's the point because like anyone could be a lizard, and how funny would they be together, being like the lizard Steve Buscemi and Isaray? I feel like that's like a buddy comedy waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot about the transporter guy who like goes back in time. But
2: you mean the main? Or character. He's
3: like the main character of the story. I but was. Well, He's well, just well, the bad guy. Well, then, obviously, if it's the main character, I obviously want Reese Witherspoon to play it. So there we go.
2: So you're doing a gender swap. OK. All right. that's yeah. cool. All right. Jackie, over <laughs> to you. So we Wilson <laughs> is the villain. Daniel Day-Lewis yes. is. And or I, I put in Ian McShane. But do you have a, a.
1: Yeah, those are. I really like both of your suggestions. I put down a couple. First of all. You know, obviously, he is like the most evil person to exist. And the scariest person that I can think of when I think of television, I don't know if you guys ever watched Oz, but that show has permanently changed my opinion about J.K. Simmons. He is the scariest person ever. So, you know. If you haven't seen it, he plays this really terrifying white supremacist. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I've seen, I've seen right? a few episodes.
1: A or I thought another person who could do a great Wilson would be Brian Cranston.
2: Oh, wow. Mm. Those
1: are oh. also
0: really He good. can do anything. He can do anything. Can do and he could
1: definitely do Evil King. For sure. Mm-hmm.
2: So,
0: uh, oh, I agree with you uh,
2: on that. So what's funny is, is that as I was coming up with potential Aaron Wolf's. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who just J.K. Simmons was actually someone. So, I, as one of the good guys who kind of gets corrupted, I had J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons. So I'm glad we both went to the J.K. Simmons zone. J.K. Yeah. Simmons zone. All right, Colonel Forbin. This is Colonel Forbin. He's the main character. There's only
0: one person who can play him. Oh, that's the main character. That's <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Besides, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I. Like, I did not he he choose Reese Witherspoon. Really? I just guys. The, so there's only could, one person that could play him. It's David Krumholtz. It has to be David Krumholtz. <laughs> David, <laughs> David Krumholtz. Krumholtz. In fact, he's, he's the only person I casted in this thing, because to be <laughs> honest, I was like, it's clearly him, and I literally cannot spend another second of my life on this thing, so. I <laughs> Jackie, you know, do you know do you who David Karmel He's from Numbers. I
1: don't think I do. Yes,
0: you do. You've seen him everywhere. Oh, he plays he's the sure. nerdy brother on Numbers. He's in 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You as the nerdy oh, I love uh, Shakespeare him. guy that gets like, with totally the Shakespeare him. Yeah, I'm he's
1: sure.
0: in everything.
1: I'm looking him up now and
2: yeah, him Unless as a former face, military colonel. I, well, anyways, okay. I had more of like yeah, but a...
0: whoever this thing has to be some kind of like nebushy Jew. There's no way I ever imagined anybody
1: else in this character. <laughs> That's not the direction I went, but I'll definitely take your suggestion. I, also, think... I thought Colonel
0: was his nickname. I don't actually believe this character was ever in the military.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so yeah, I bet Jackie and I, I went a little, because Colonel Forbin's sort of an icon of bravery for me, I, yeah. I, I went I went a little bit more chiseled, but Jackie, you go first.
1: Okay, so I feel like for most of these I put two ideas, maybe I was second-guessing myself, but I put Tom Hardy
0: Oh, wow. Oh my God. You
1: a very different direction.
3: Wow. It's very Lily. That's a very... I, I feel like what's I happening
1: right now... I feel
0: like right now, taking this more seriously.
1: I'm <laughs> a very serious I, person.
3: I, <laughs> uh, but I don't understand why friends having a hard time with Reese Witherspoon in that role. I, I feel, like feel like it from could
0: be Tom, Tom Hardy, it hard, hard. could be her. Yeah.
1: For sure. <laughs> because... I'm open to bending gender boundaries, but also, I mean, Tila is the beautiful woman he falls in love with, and it's not like we can't have two women. But it, this is just the story: mm-hmm. is that love Corbin it. is supposed it's to cool. be a guy. Okay,
3: so I feel like if it's two women, I want Reese Witherspoon and Tracy Ellis Ross. Those are going to be my faves. They can <laughs> switch out which who wants to play which role, but I love those two.
2: Okay, all right. I feel
3: like now Tracy Ellis should definitely be Corbin Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Is that <laughs> right?
0: Colonel Stop. Corbin, Colonel Shy. This thing is the worst. I don't know how to it tell is you.
1: Best. It's the so good.
2: Okay, so this hey, is I feel like Jackie. We might now you and I be coming up with a podcast in itself, which is just yeah. getting together with fish. You fans. need to leave
0: Becky and I at the door here and, and ma- run and, free the two of and you and
2: mapping out the Gamehenge television universe and like yeah. <laughs> coming up. <laughs> You so,
0: should make the game. you should option it and do the book series, the board game, the video game. you guys would have like a ten my, fans my
2: dream my, my my <laughs> <laughs> my my dream, Jackie, is to one day animate this
1: whole thing. um but oh you should, quit, you should definitely do it. you should quit your job. quit your job. Just do this.
3: yeah, clearly, this is a winning idea because, you know, because okay. nobody's never made had it into re-record. anything. All right. Since <laughs> he recorded
0: it. This is something I find amazing. If this was a thing, it would have become something.
3: What? But
0: like, <laughs> I'm so it's hard. just stayed in
1: boot bootleg lore. But that's what everybody loves about it too. It's not, you know, it's it has like, like Game of Thrones. That no one's made it into a
0: multi-million-dollar television show. it's just no, like, it's just like innocent.
1: yeah, it's just like being more of a word-of-mouth thing and not. You know, top 40 hits is just part of what makes it so wonderful.
2: And there are a few things that aren't like optioned into a multiple and this is something we've complained about there right, right like look at what's happening to Star Wars and I love Star Wars but right now we're about to get like Star Wars expanded right. universe is getting so complicated that I can't follow it anymore. This thing has stayed somewhat. Pure for thirty years, thirty. 30 yeah, years. and it true. wouldn't be
0: because the story makes no sense. Like that's no, th- not. The I think the story
1: makes perfect sense. Yeah, it definitely makes so, sense. So let's cast. Okay, 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 nobody,
0: neither one of you who loves this was able to tell us what the main characters are of this. People are they actual lizards <laughs> or are they people? <laughs> so that's not the reason. This is not the
1: reason
2: it's okay. Not famous. Okay, so there's th- we're gonna quickly cast uh, three more characters. And Are I'm we just- though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three
1: yeah, more we characters. At least
2: cast Tila. Yeah, we gotta. T- well, there's way more characters, there's but there's there's three, three that more. I've casted. That that we're gonna go with. First, we gotta talk about Tila. Who did you have as Tila? She is the beautiful uh, femme fatale of of the of the story. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I've been watching Peaky Blinders, and I thought that um, the girl who plays Grace, so that's Annabelle Wallace, would make a really good Tila, because she's so beautiful and she just seems to have that, like, um, somewhat like magical, innocent beauty or something. So, that's who I put.
2: Well, I didn't know who she was till I Googled her while you were talking, and that is some magical beauty you got happening there for sure. <laughs> wow. That's a pretty good choice. Um, I was gonna go because I, I really love Thor, uh, the new Thor movie. And to me, I wanted the like warrior, badass kind of feel. And Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie is one of the coolest things I've ever seen uh,
1: in yeah. a movie. She's pretty great. Yeah.
2: Okay, quickly. Nice. I like that. All right, rapid fire. Rutherford the Brave. He's the brave knight who has hmm, never always seemed that never seen that bright to me. I had the, <laughs> I had the, I wanted the Rock or John Cena in there. I wanted like a funny wrestler.
1: Oh, okay. I went more of just like a very brave person, not so much the comedy <laughs> aspect. So I, I put maybe either Oscar Isaac or Idris Elba.
2: Oh wow! Okay.
0: I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, you guys, but I just I love take all the people you're <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, fans. if they made a movie with all these people, it would probably be. It's great. gonna be fine. Yeah. All
3: be fine. <laughs> okay. We're really good at casting because we're just picking the best people ever. <laughs> <That's> forever. <true. laughs> all
2: right. Exactly. All right. I will spare the listeners any further going down this right. go, going down this rabbit hole, and let's get back into regular television shows. We're gonna we're gonna we did some research going into this as to some of Jackie's favorite shows, which some of which we hadn't seen before, some of which were shows that we both liked a lot. Um, And one of them is a show we've actually been teasing that we've been talking about for a really long time. But I think it's finally just going to blow the lid off this. And that is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But we're going to so do a little bit of comparing of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel to another show about comedy, which is Crashing on HBO, which I saw in preparation for this. Who would I don't like? think
3: they're comparable, but sure. Well, I think they're, <laughs> no. They're I mean, a... I actually think that's a great comparison because it is about two up and two two wannabe stand up comics and their experience in the first, you know, or in this in that time in in their career, the early career.
2: All right. So Miss Mazel, who's got who? Becky, you've you've been buying Miss Mazel for a long time. What's your why, why do you? I bought it.
3: I love it. Um, I, I love how quick the dialogue is and how fun it is. And you really have to be listening and on point to get the jokes. I think it asks, you know, quite a bit of the audience to really listen. And I know that, you know, one of the things you've criticized is the caricature of Jewishness. But I think actually just it to me it feels more like a play. I don't see it as a caricature. I see it as a type of, you know, drama or melodrama um, and something much more similar to if I was going to the theater. Um, so I actually I really enjoy it. Uh, I think more of a caricature of Jewishness is something seen on Transparent, versus this is um, melodramatic. Uh, and so I, I really really enjoy it. Um, and then her character, you know, you really see someone who goes through who who goes through growth and character development, but not. Um, But not in, I think, the traditional way that we like, that we, you know, that we like in our family. We like to see really great, you know, changes and strides. And I think what's special about, about Maisel, about, about Midge, is that she is actually, she knows who she is, and she is really confident. In a lot of ways, she doesn't have to actually change. What she needs to do is peel away the bullshit you know peel away the the all the noise around her so she can continue to be who she really is I think
0: that's a really good point
3: because from the minute that show starts she's a badass yeah
0: and she also never takes care of her kids which I find amazing like <laughs> sure. that yeah, doesn't change at all she doesn't look um, at her mom she just like it's just, that's sort of like a side
3: note. And so I think you're that's, right. That's, so that's what I, I liked about it.
0: Um,
2: all right, over to Jackie, and then I'll get pummeled by you guys, because I'm not that into the show.
3: I know you're not.
0: I know, And you're not the only one. I have I know other people that didn't love it the way everybody else
3: loves it.
1: I really liked the show. I loved how whimsical it was. Like, I felt it reminded me of Hugo or something like that a lot.
2: Oh, and I love I, Hugo.
1: I really didn't know with what the to movie with the in. robot yeah. kid oh don't go let's not go there is he a robot the robot in Hugo the one the Scorsese movie in the right? train that takes place in the train station yeah there's a robot in the movie there's a robot in that
2: movie
1: yeah. yeah
0: thank you know, the I've whole
2: movie it. they're building that robot All right.
0: yeah oh, that, I'm not a fan that of that movie, movie. but for
1: many other reasons we can anyways
0: keep going time. Jackie but sorry. I just find it
1: interesting yeah. that you compared the two but sure well, just because they're both very whimsical, and mm-hmm. I like that. I think that may be a turnoff for some people, but I really liked it, and I didn't know what to expect going in. I thought it was really funny, and I watched that back-to-back with Crashing without realizing that they were two comedy shows, so I did really have that comparison of comparing these two comedy shows uh, which otherwise are so different.
2: Alright, uh, so my, my issue with this show, or so A, I, I love Alex Bornstein's character. That is the character I love and I love her. I've always loved her since she was in Mad TV. That's mm. the, I forget the name, is it Susie? Is that the name of the character who's the manager? Susie. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah. I just want to watch the spinoff about her being awesome. <laughs> I My problem with Midge, and, and I hope this isn't like a, I hope I hope this doesn't make me like a failing of a person but i i don't like her it might i don't like her like i think that she, i mean i don't no, like I her. i don't think
0: she's that likable i don't think that's a weird thing
3: to say
2: okay and then if it's okay to not like her, that's part of it. Is I, I sometimes I like to like my main character. Like I, I
3: just as a sidebar, like several people have compared her to me. So what do you really say? Oh no, I
2: <laughs> believe me, I heard that in your in your validation of this show. I was like, All right, Becky sees herself in this. No wonder she likes it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're crazy heart. Take it down a notch. Crazy. Okay? Heart. That's a that's a story for a different time. Okay. We'll get into that
2: bone. Uh, um, but I, uh, I uh, so I, I don't like her, but your description of the show as a play and Jackie's description of it as whimsical helps me understand what it's offering a lot more. Yeah. I didn't really know what it was right. promising me. And when you put but it yeah, in. Yeah, I think there's like,
0: sorry, yeah. Keep going. No, I was going to say,
2: when you put it in that context, it, it fits a little bit more for me.
0: Because I think what, you know, where Jackie, although the Hugo thing threw me off because I have so many issues with that movie. Jackie and I, we can get together another time and talk about it. Okay. <laughs> but the, but I do think that there is that touching on that whimsicalness that, Shy, you brought it up, was like when you and I, did the, I had a really fun experience. I was watching the show. I was about halfway through and I was loving it.
3: Then I talked to Shy and I was like, oh, man, I don't like this show anymore. He, You, know, you kind of like don't took it down to his Poisonous words. It's <laughs> wonderful. And you just got to make it through to the end. <laughs> right and i think that like no, I, I, I really listened to what i was saying and
0: and it's okay he poked a bit of a, a hole in it and that's fine it kind of made me see it from a more critical eye but one of the things that shy had said was you know i don't really like shows like the Mad Men type shows where it's clearly just about the wardrobe and the funny thing is that i never got into Mad Men, and i do find shows that are over stylized just like to me it becomes but more about that su- I'm sorry i think this has and, substance with this right style. and i think that that, that that's a good point that yes it's very over stylized almost to the point of whimsical and then you have the part where that over stylization becomes more as if you're watching a play and it's not I, without I, substance I say no
3: to tony Shaloub so
2: i no, exactly i, I love
0: Paul, tony Shaloub
3: going head to head those are some great scenes
0: No, those are great scenes and i think that it does when you do watch it all the way through um the character, the very specific type of character development of the main character is not often seen where she doesn't. I don't think she's that likable. I actually don't. You know, again, she's never with her children, doesn't give a shit about her children, which I find just like a weird thing. She's like, the, the, show, she's like
2: she, the Ross of that show. Where are the kids.
0: Right. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, whatever. Somebody else take care of my kids. And, like, she's acting. That doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me at all. So that it bothers me. I just think it's hilarious that she's just like, this is normal at this time. If you have money, you don't really need to take care of your kids. And I was talking to somebody else about it. And I was like, she's like on Downton Abbey. When they bring them the kids for five minutes, they, like, say hi to them. And then they leave. And that's, like, good parenting. And I just find it interesting that that's woven into the show. But her... um, making it and like having this goal and how it you know is not she's not allowed to have it and then finds a way to get it i just find all of that really fascinating and there are very few female driven shows like this and that has to be said that there really aren't with a character that is kind of complex in the way that she is um and who's who's faulted like she definitely has issues again i don't find her that likable but it's a i found it a yeah very good show Funny enough comparing it to crashing I don't find him that likable either though I like the show so you know I, I really
3: really crazy. liked season 1 of crashing but I couldn't I couldn't get into or stay into season 2 only, because Yeah I, really? I, I
1: season mean 2 is better I thought it was I, really, really-
3: Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give it a try again. I think I, I what happened was I was in like a television rut I was in like a TV watching rut and I wasn't very enthusiastic about anything at that time so That I think that could have been what was holding me back, but just so, based on I found season one to be quite funny.
2: So Jackie what, Yeah, so what mm-hmm. what made you what hey, what makes you like crashing and why season two over season one? I am stuck on episode two so,
1: oh um, no! <laughs> uh, well,
2: I mean, there's a lot, a lot been going on. But for me, it, it's this weird thing where Louis, to me, and we all know all the creepy stuff that's come out about Louis C.K. Did the like depressing life of a comic thing on such a high level of art, and then life kind of imitated art, imitating life, imitated an art. That other versions of that are a little bit uh, just. It's hard for me to connect to, and I love stuff about comedians and comedy. So that's for me. It that's where where I met with it. But I haven't I haven't made like a big judgment on it. But between that and Maisel, at least Maisel, even though I didn't like love it, felt fresh and and weird and different.
1: That's a good point about Louis. I never watched Louis, so I don't have that point of reference. But I just thought it was really. I mean, I agree that I don't love Pete Holmes as a main character. He's kind of like really weird <laughs> Yeah, it kind of makes me a little uncomfortable but exactly. I just think the show is funny and I like having all the guest comedians on and I did listen to an interview podcast he did I think it was on Fresh Air and he talked about how the show compares to his real life which exactly I found interesting that's,
0: that's what I was gonna say that's what actually made me like the show more I had already started watching it then read a fascinating interview with him then I liked it more after getting <laughs> to, to watch it because it's really Incredible how much that is his actual story. He did catch his wife cheating and had married young and, like, completely had nothing from one second to the next and relied on all these people that he knew to sleep on their couches and, you know, get into
3: the business. And I was like, oh, wait, wow, that's, like, super— a Shy, to, the the reason why I think you're going to have a hard time with it, um, which is where I got stuck in season two, is that his whole character is that what separates him is that he's this nice person. He's Christian. Right. He's, he's nice. Chris. He's a good guy. You know, he doesn't drink. He doesn't sleep around. And I think they tried to develop it more at the beginning of season two by having him have, you know, having him try and like let go of some of his um good guy nature but ultimately that is who he is and there just isn't very much growth around that and so
2: yeah but now you're actually making me like him more i'm like oh wait i want to see this this isn't going to be the typical story of depravity oh i'm interested
3: so so what does separate him what does separate it very much from a show like louis is that he is a he is a good person by all accounts you know he's a nice person he's a caring thoughtful guy he's not the tortured soul he's not the tortured artist who's getting drunk and messed up and can only function you know in that state whereas a lot of the comedians that he's interacting with are like that and are you know very hard and mean um but funny um so maybe for that reason you would like it i just i I wasn't feeling like like he was evolving enough
2: well, you but guys have seen me on this show. doesn't mean it's not worth
3: watching. Okay, but we need to move on because we have
0: to finish soon, and we need to get to the most important show here.
2: All right, Ooh. go for it.
0: Um, I'm skipping the one you had in the middle. Just move oh, on. Okay. Um, Life in we'll Pieces. High. I I had it. Um, on my. Um, and I wait. Is this one of Jackie's favorite shows? And you get to work on the show, or is it just one you work on?
1: I I. I mean, I I like the show. It's a great show, but I I watch it because I work on it. Oh,
0: okay. Because show sure, you have it listed okay. under Jackie's favorite
2: oh, shows. well, look, I'm not the most perfect I... notes writer. You know, you, by all means, <laughs> Jackie... go into the Google document and edit it at okay, some point so in the week. before. I watch <laughs> Life in Pieces because
3: it is <laughs>
0: okay, hilarious. Okay, so so Jackie, maybe you don't get appreciated 100 percent because you have to work on it. So that'd be like you know, you have it's your job.
1: Right, it's but a different experience. As,
0: right, but you just need to be rest assured that there are fans out there that think it is hilarious.
1: That's awesome, so glad.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I just want to toot my own horn again in this episode because recently I said to Shai, you know, it was recommended to me to a friend, I want to say my friend Amanda. um, So I'm gonna give a shout out to my friend Amanda a long time ago recommended to me after I had my kid and she was like just you gotta watch the show you're gonna laugh so hard but there was no way because I live on like a deserted island somewhere there's sometimes it's hard for me to get certain tv shows so I actually wasn't able to see more than the pilot and just dropped it and the other day I go to shy you know shy I, and then I eventually picked it up when it came on Netflix and the other day I go to shy you know you gotta watch the show with Diane Weiss it's uh, called Life in Pieces I think you're gonna find it really funny and then we stop talking and whatever. Then he sends me a text message or to our group chat, and he's like, "You know, guys, Diane Weiss is like having a comeback. She's on. She must be on two shows." I started <laughs> watching the show with her on it. That's so funny. It's called Life in Pieces. I wanted to take my throne and th- phone and throw it out the window. So hold <laughs> like, on, as is tradition like on the show. Classic shy.
2: On as is yes. tradition on the show. So Jackie, we have a tradition. It's called I Told You yes. Shows. Have you? Heard I about finally
0: this? get one. I finally. It's always Becky that wins.
2: And if, if, if you convince someone else to watch a show, which like I'm gonna give Lily this in, in terms of what's right in the universe, but the actual person <laughs> who convinced me to watch this was Jackie, so both of you so Lily gonna have to share this. That's what I've decided. Sure. Both of you are gonna get an I Told You show, and the thing that I have to do as a result of that is call you a genius. Jackie, you're a genius. Lily, you're oh, a genius. Thank you. Publicly Take for it. turning me onto this show. What one of the things that we talk about a lot on our on our podcast here is the joy of watching certain things with our mother. She is absolutely one of the funniest humans in the world. And when you watch something that makes her giggle so hard that she, like, cries and laughs at the same time. No, she
0: she couldn't breathe. Yeah. She, like, had to – she could not breathe because one of the funniest episodes I think I've ever seen of television – and I, I, I don't know if you actually edited that one episode, but it doesn't matter. Jackie, we'll just pretend that you did. The Thanksgiving episode from season no. one – Oh, i know literally
3: I've, I've... <laughs> lost my mind watching that like we were i
0: watched it twice i think we
3: stopped breathing because we were laughing so hard
1: that is the best feeling
0: <laughs> um it was so and just like i think it probably was augmented by watching it with our mom um and and what's so funny about Chai? He's like these guys, these these people are Jewish, and I think that's it's like a funny old man thing to say. Like you think everybody's Jewish? <laughs> They're definitely not because there's a Christmas episode later. Yeah, but Colin
2: Hanks, But she talks about going to a bar mitzvah Jewish. at one point. I just because no, kinda... she
0: is Jewish. One on the of the show, characters the, is yeah, Jewish. Colin the Hanks, show.
2: Zoe. Oh, I her character is Jewish because she yeah. has yeah. to be the
1: most. Yeah, she, yeah. Zoe Lister-Jones, who plays Jen. Yeah,
0: she's she, Jewish, but everybody else is not Jewish, and then I. Uh, They they like do Christmas and stuff, but um, our family was just like cracking up because clearly it's like about farting the episode, and (laughs) you know what else can you do to get us to laugh hysterically? And um, yeah, that just having I'm having so much fun with that show, and I highly recommend that episode. So, to people.
2: so for <laughs> for anyone listening, the show is about three generations of a family, and and I imagine editing and assistant editing on this show must be really interesting because each episode is divided into four vignettes about the family. They're somewhat interrelated, but not always, and they're always from the different perspectives of the different families. And so there's guaranteed in every episode something to connect to whether you're a grandparent or a parent with teenagers or a parent with with new kids uh, or the the single brother in some ways i feel like this show is the parenthood that should have been a tv show like the movie parenthood is really in this right. show and not in that depressing show parenthood
3: right
0: exactly like the one like that has a lot of fans but it's like a more of like a serious drama as opposed to this mm-hmm. which reminds me more of the actual parenthood movie
2: so i mm-hmm. will i will give this show another thing which is uh, lily's other t- term that you coined and that is show which this serendipity for shows when they come around at the right moment in your life Earlier this year, I was in deep post-show depression about the ending of a couple of shows, and I just couldn't get happy again. I got about new shows, and this show and the middle both um, arrived and have warmed my heart in a way that I have something that I look forward to watching to before I go to bed every night.
1: Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, let's go. Now, if you
0: meet anybody, like if you're hanging out with them, you could just let them know that we really like it. Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, it's not huge fans, huge fans.
2: So, rather than ask Jackie for weird favors that uh, will get her in trouble, let's just we'll hint sort of more (laughs) subtly. Let's hint more subtly. And Lily, who who is your MVP of the show? Slat, and, like, so two separate things, comma slash, which of the four vignettes do you identify with the most? I, I suspect we all, or or look forward to the most.
0: I well, mean, the vignettes always change. Yeah. They're not they always, always the same combos. Okay? Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Oh, well, yeah. there there are different they, they units in the show, though. There's the grandparents. That's true. There's yeah, different. Oh, I see what from, you mean. Uh... There's the dude from the mm-hmm. newsroom. There's... Uh, the Colin Hanks, jo- Zoe Lister-Jones family, and then there's the, the oh, older family. I,
0: yeah, the older sister from Breaking Bad. Um, the actresses from Breaking Bad.
2: So who's your MVP? Uh, Betsy, Betsy
0: yeah, Betsy Wren. She's so funny. She, I think like she doesn't get enough credit because. I've only seen her in those two things, but those characters are so wildly different. She's yeah. really funny. She she, she really, really deserves funny.
3: more credit for how funny her, she is. Yeah. But on that note, since Lily's taking forever to answer, um,
1: <laughs> I think Zoe really Lister, Lister
3: Jones. No, Zoe Lister, just yeah. It up. She, her yeah, she's my the one that plays she's my, Colin yeah. his wife. That's my she's MVP. 100%. The, she's like her, like, delivery is, her delivery is hilarious. That I look forward to watching, and the episode about the two of them with the newborn and trying to get some sleep and and him being arrested and her going like, oh, great. Now you get to sleep. You always have no. a way to sleep. That is my life. When he No, and literally like it's
0: taken from real life because when he says to her, stop, why are you counting? It's not a competition.
3: But I did it like last time I wrote it down. I mean, exactly. My husband actually says that to me. He goes, you know, stop, stop counting, stop keeping score. And then, like, an hour later, you know, I was up with her three times last night. And I'm like,
0: oh, my God. And he's like, don't keep a score. Don't keep a track. And he's like, but just to let you know, I wrote it down. And last time I was up longer. And I just thought that was so funny. I yes. love that. was that the best part.
2: So I, I'm uh, with you. My MVP is 100% Zoe Lister-Jones. That, I'd never seen her in something before the show. She's... <laughs> absolutely hilarious and there's definitely a jewish thing i assume she's jewish um she um, is i
1: think so Uh, yeah she is but in real life too or half jewish i feel
2: i feel like she her everything that has to do with her is stuff that i identify with either having experienced or seen through her eyes and she's hilarious i look forward to her moments the most she's my mvp how about how about you jackie do you want it or do you just want to say you love everyone
1: End. Oh, um well I, I think she's fantastic and she's definitely the character that I feel I relate to most because I I mean she's like hilarious and awesome and obviously that's how I see myself. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> but um I so I love her, but I also love Dan Vacadal who plays Tim. Oh, I think I was yeah. I was just about so, to say that. Mm. And also but he I, plays I'm a lot still of having...
0: like creepy people on other no, stuff. I'm I'm
1: still recalibrating
3: and I'm I'm I am almost there, but I'm recalibrating from watching him on Veep to watching oh, him. My... on Veep.
1: God, I thought it was so funny on V. So hilarious. But he's so, like, so no. disgusting. So disgusting. He's like
0: the <laughs>
3: worst. We both came to the word disgusting simultaneously. Yeah. He's Maybe disgusting he on watch V, it. And it's really There's hard to recalibrate. With him as being but, this like goofy dad. But I like
0: how he is a bit kind of like gross by accident when he's like so gross with his kid's girlfriend Clementine. Yeah. He's just like just so awkward and he's always like, haha, Clem. Like it's
1: like so like, weird. Kind of when friends. he tries to be friends with her. Like yeah, as if they're
0: like cool That's friends. So but yeah, but um but I, I also again feel like there's an opportunity for somebody to be so different in a character when he's normally played such a creep and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I think well, you're right.
2: I- and then I just want to also, I have been on the Colin Hanks bandwagon since seeing Orange. You County. have
3: you
0: have Orange been. County.
2: I have been on the Colin and I felt oh. like he's never gotten his moment. And now I feel like he's yep. say he've you got, have he-
3: always, you have always been on that bandwagon. I will give you that. It has been many, many years. You have you know, been at least
0: once on- an episode, I have to say, like, my God, his dad is Tom Hanks. Every episode <laughs> I have to say at some point during the episode, I'm like, guys, guys, that that's Tom Hanks' kid, people. And I'm like, you know how comfortable you have to be with yourself to put yourself on television he really stands on his
3: own he really stands on his own he
0: does and he's not trying to be his dad and i respect that a lot
2: they Um, look so much alike
0: I know. I well, know. But uh, um, yet he's walking around being his son and just like being his own person. So,
2: so that's so, so what we're Gang. saying is, Jackie, is that we, <laughs> when we, uh, well, as we wrap the segment, that when you next see Zoe Lister Jones, just give her a big hug for us. Tell her she's invited <laughs> to all of our kids' bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. Yes. <laughs> um, cool. And we feel like we went to Jewish summer camp with her. All right. Uh, as we get to the, we're going to wrap up now and we will talk uh, about this is where we do our shout outs and our. What we are watching now. We talked a lot about what we were watching. So uh, We'll just quickly go through if you have shout outs or something you want to plug uh, That 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 people are watching uh, Lily uh, the people should watch Lily go for it
0: um, I'm gonna shout out to Banzai because To Bonsai retro club podcast because I was listening to their Forrest Gump episode and I was talking back to them And I feel like that's a really good sign of a good episode of a podcast when you interact with it by yourself And they were talking about like their, you know, know, the favorite character, worst character, whatever. And I literally was like, Oh my God. Yeah. That guy's the worst. So I thought that was pretty funny. I was in a store while I was doing this, listening to them. So I was like, I got to mention that was a great episode. And, um, shout out to Steph because I'm highly, my friend Steph, I'm highly enjoying Catastrophe, which I was able to see while I was in the United States of America. It was on Amazon prime and I was able to access it. Um, and then I just want to say that um, I'm really enjoying my next guest. Um, my ne- What is it? My next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman on Netflix. Really, really enjoying the interviews that he's doing. Um, he's only done four so far. And then Tina Fey is coming up. And I think they're very well done. The way the whole structure of the interview is. And it's like some part is pre filmed with him going to the people, like some project of the person or their hometown or something, and then goes, cuts back to interviews. And actually, his interview with Jay Z was fascinating. Awesome. So
2: cool. Highly really recommend. It. All right, over to Beck.
3: Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Cousin Vanessa, who I uh, haven't seen now in about three weeks.
2: Can't do a show oh, talking God, about Cousin Vanessa.
3: Uh, <laughs> I <was> really, really <laughs> excited for my reunion with Cousin Vanessa. Hey girl um and i've been watching chuck i've been enjoying it i'm gonna report back when i think when i finish season one but really i've been listening to more armchair expert and uh and i've been loving it the episode i listened to today was with zach braff and it reminded me like how much we used to love zach braff remember that remember oh, Jerry Stur- Crubs?
2: jd for Mr. the long until adam f goldberg arrived on television jd was my spirit animal yeah. on television
3: so it was a great it was a great episode to listen to I actually really enjoyed it and uh and it like remind like rekindled my my love for for zach well, he has a show I, currently I, on television you watch show. it now. now i'm like i'm gonna watch his new show and see what that's about so
2: i think it's about a dad so who quits his job to be a podcaster so i'm like kind of, <laughs> i'm kind of afraid i'm kind of afraid maybe you shouldn't
0: watch it, it yeah. yeah it
2: seems like it's it, just no, I, yeah. I have not quit my job though In case anyone's curious This isn't a desperate call for help Jackie what about you <laughs> Anything you'd like to plug Or or shows you're watching Or
1: oh my God, friends I work um, I mean we didn't get to talk about it But if you haven't watched High Maintenance Yet you should That's definitely one of my favorite shows I just finished season two oh. And uh I mean, do I, am I supposed to do a shout out? I feel like so nervous now.
2: You can, well, here, when, yeah, as we do our shout outs, we can, come, we can come back to you to do it. Too. So I'll, I'll do, I'll do my shout outs and I'll give you a chance to give yours because I kind of have a few. That, yes, that, go ahead. I, I have some fun ones this week. Number one, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Ashley, who was uh, doing the groundlings thing this last few weeks. And she had a performance the other night that I wish I could have gone to. And I bet it was amazing. So Ashley, if you're listening, you rock. Um, She will one day be an amazing showrunner in in Hollywood. I I know it, and so does everybody else who knows her. She runs the Wendy McClendon Covey fan site and is one of the best parts of being part of the Gold Nerds family. So big shout-out to her, and you can follow her online at WendyMCFanSite, and she also has other various places you can follow her, but that's where, if you're a Goldbergs fan... You should check her out. Uh, there is a Speaking of independent film, you mentioned independent stuff earlier. There's this director named Evie Marie Warner who is uh, doing an, a, an Indiegogo funding campaign for program, Detectives, Inc. I've done an animation for one of her previous uh, works, uh, 15 Minutes, I did an animation for. But this is their latest thing, so check out the Detective, Inc.'s Indiegogo page and donate and support independent film. It seems like it's going to be really cool program um uh i've been diving into a bunch of podcasts we mentioned the talent crush chat show earlier that one i highly recommend um i'm I'm deep into the janet janet varney's jv club i know that has like a million fans but i can't say enough nice stuff about that there's this podcast that we listened to for a few minutes the other day altogether but i keep listening to and it's called fit bitch without a i in the bitch and these comedians, uh, Jack, you might appreciate it because it's actually LA based. It's comedians go to fitness classes and then they review them afterwards. <laughs> That's and amazing. it's right. not I will
3: wa- I will listen to that that sounds amazing
2: it's it's really fun and and I don't even like working out right like there's nothing about this podcast that when you if you know me you'd think oh yeah this is something that No, I, no, I know to.
3: because you pitch it then it has to just be purely hilarious because you would never listen to a workout podcast
2: yeah and so it's funny but it's also kind of down to earth and um I, I don't know I don't know anything that they're talking about they Talk about mirrors and yoga mats and pe- people who actually do these things probably will find it extra funny but I really like it and um and last Last but not least, this is a podcast that I've... So I'm doing all podcast shout-outs this week, I guess. The, I stumbled onto this podcast called We Don't Know What We're Talking About. And it's done by these fo- these folks who call themselves the Pink uh, the Pink Rabbit and the Purple uni- shoot, Unicorn. Uh, uh, I, rem- I don't remember the other animal. But the Pink Rabbit is on Twitter, so I interact with her quite a lot. In any event, these two uh, folks well- pick things out of a hat. And they pick a bunch of things out of a hat And they just talk about them randomly
3: Sure, because I, I looked up We don't know what we're talking about And it was just like these two bros Talking about like
2: No, this is not This stuff. is not two bros I was this like, is two There's women. no
3: way Shy is listening to these two guys Talking about how Villanova won and I'm like no, <laughs> no,
2: no, no, this is two very <laughs> so funny confused. women Who love Weird Al and, uh, and Sci-fi movies and horror movies And 80s stuff And they're really, really funny And really kind of down to earth and that's a podcast where I find myself I I binged like five episodes in a row when
3: I I look it up that I
2: I will I will send you I will send you the link but anyways
3: oh I got it pink rabbit yeah, 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 and Purple Dragon. Purple all right, Dragon, there's that's another it. one with the exact same title that's very bro-y, and I do not recommend.
2: Okay, well, don't listen to the bro-y one. Listen to the one with the two really funny women from I think it's like Portland or, or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. In any event, that's a podcast where I find myself I was talking out loud in the supermarket to it, being like, ah, yeah, Let's talk about <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh. So, all right, that's what we've got. Where, um, Jackie, do you have any shout-outs now that we've listed pretty much everyone we know? <laughs>
1: I mean, I'll, I'd will i love to say hi to my family, all my friends, especially my fish friends, since it's so relevant. Shout out to WomChat. Chat. You guys name your chats too, right? That's a thing people do, right? Yeah. You mean on WhatsApp? For sure. You mean on okay, WhatsApp perfect. chat? Oh, our yeah. Our family
0: chat like is called chat Landed because we're, yeah, our family chat is called Landed because one of us is always on a plane going somewhere. So it all started <laughs> with us like alerting to everybody that we've landed and we're safe. So so I always wondered if landed. all families do that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, ours does. And one (laughs) of us is always like on the move. So it's like constantly like a bunch of like baby pictures. And then someone just writes landed and then a city.
1: So that's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. So so to your chats, that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. You've been awesome. Where uh, people should follow you on Twitter because you tweet about cool music stuff and, (laughs) um, and you're just generally cool. And, and so where can people follow you. you?
1: I'm on social media at Jackie Cap, and you spell that J A C Q U I K A P. And I do tweet a lot about fish, just a warning to Becky and Lily or anybody.
3: That is okay. I I just
0: want to say, as a disclaimer, I have had the privilege of shy taking me to multiple fish shows, especially New Year's Eve in Miami with my entire family. So like That's that was so awesome. a, a maze. And like, even my Spanish uh, husband who knows nothing about fish, highly enjoyed it because you
3: can't not like a concert like Why that. I don't know. My husband made me leave after the second set cuz he started to get <laughs> oh, super no. weirded out. He was like these <laughs> people are crazy. We got to go. He got like really freaked out by the scene.
2: Maybe he needs was, to
3: I'm come not, I'm, I,
0: I'm gonna say the scene is a bit intense, but the yeah, music was was a great. The show was
3: people at this
1: place, and they should not be barefoot. This is a. <laughs> <for someone I laughs> um,
0: but no, but that was, that was that was awesome for
1: sure. And I have like, a feeling that we're all gonna end up at a fish show together this year. Just wait this for it.
0: Sounds pretty fun, Gosh. and I highly recommend Jackie the the Man Center. Yeah, because uh, that's a very beautiful place. And I'm not gonna like this might sound super lame, but like Billy Breathes is one of my favorite albums. Ever oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's just I'll um, always go back to it. This so. is wonderful, Lily.
3: We fish was at the top of the show. No,
0: I'm just saying, like, I don't want like her to think <laughs> that even
1: I'm though we like, talked really about her. that ridiculous, <laughs> Lily's I, like, so. I mean, no need to be and, No, but around, Lily, but, like, li- I gotta
2: go. Okay, and but Lily's also no. like, I really don't want Jackie to leave and not like us. We do every once no, in a while. No, that...
0: She cannot like us, and I'm saying that I you gotta talk about saying goodbye.
2: Okay, bye. Wait. All right, where can people follow you, Becky?
3: Everyday uh, Oat Everybody knows Everyday Oat For some recipes And uh, com, And then On Twitter Paper BK Princess And Lily And I've been upping my Twitter game
2: So you should no, follow your, me Your Twitter game is, is uh, What do they say On point Fle- What do Fle- the young Fle- people say
3: Fleck
0: Fleck Fle- Fle- Fle-
2: Fleek Fleek Yeah. Oh,
3: shit <laughs> it's so Well it doesn't count If we don't know how to use it
2: <laughs> Lily Where can people follow you
0: Gigi. <laughs> I was about to say Chichi B K Gomez, but that's a combination of mine and Becky's, so that's not right. <laughs> so just Chichi K Gomez on Twitter. I'm thinking about doing an Instagram. I don't know, guys. I don't you got to, you've
2: think- got to do more. We're excited to see you do more stuff. You're a great photographer too. So um, I'm
0: thinking.
2: Cool. All right, you can follow me at Pancake Four Table. That's uh, the at sign and Pancake and the number four and Table, on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the whole Pancake. Uh, media empire at pancake dot table.com you can follow if you just want the podcast it's fridaynightmoviepod.com and you can subscribe and please leave us reviews uh, that really helps us so has been explained to me for like when people are searching for a fun podcast it'll come up more often if people write you know a few words about us and and give it Lots of stars. As Lily says, leave us a five star review or don't leave one at all. Is that when you say something like that? You're like if you're gonna leave a nice review. I one,
0: say then... yes, exactly. If you're not gonna give us five stars, then don't leave a review. It's
2: like it's a lot of effort to give us a bad review. So don't don't do that. Yeah. Like um, and I
0: also say to people, review us and if you have time, listen to the podcast.
2: All right. And right now the music will kick in, the theme music by what does it eat? Well, We'll start and and everyone has to dance. Jackie, we expect you to do that. All right, I'm
3: dancing out of the room. Okay,
2: Jackie, you're doing a cool fish dance. We
3: know it. I'm actually going to hang
2: out. Bye, Beck. Love you.
3: Bye.
0: Um, And yeah, we'll dance it out.
2: Ending when they played Isabella, so that was
1: that is so cool. So I. That
2: looking is, at it now...
0: is so cool, but like I'm toast about to interrupt.
2: Oh, this <laughs> is my sister.
3: This is crayboard boring. We should include the 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 WhatsApp chat going on back and forth between me and Lily as YouTube geek out. This is the best conversation I've ever heard, but you need to stop talking. I'm just Uh naming all the legumes I can think of, all the lentils and beans. (laughs) It
0: starts with Becky being like, Lily, you need to get on this call. Where are you? And I'm like, my Skype's not working. I can't get on. She's like, hurry up. And then I'm like, I'm coming. And she's like, hurry up. And then I get on the call and I'm like, wait, I'm on the call, but I've already fallen asleep. And she's like, I know you need to say something. And I'm like, this is if you got your friend Janine to come on and you guys just talked about vegan cooking she's like no this is just as if janine came on and we talked about legumes and then she starts naming every single legume oh, i was like god
1: i don't want to be a bitch but i gotta interrupt so so, <laughs> so jackie joke, the two of you.
2: you are now officially inducted into my family because
1: oh, well thank you and likewise you, you,
2: you mm. ha- you, you hello ha-
1: jackie
2: you have been hello because once you get a zinger from lily
1: um, <laughs> making fun of something you love then that's it that is love